0: a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost.
0: Let the word go forth.
1: Fool me once. Are you fired up? If I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame
0: on shame on you. <laughs> it's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Yeah. Fool me, we can't get fooled again. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. I am Ben Kissel, joined by Marcus Parks. Hey, Ben. Marcus, you look great. I do. You look so f- you no. you look refreshed, uh-huh. vibrant. Oh yeah. You know, and I don't even see the herpes. <laughs> you
1: don't even see the gigantic fucking diseased bubbles no. on my face. Don't I, even see it. I don't see it. No. You, you know, Ben, because you're a good friend. That's right,
0: and yeah. I didn't even mention it in the show. Not even in the first twenty <laughs> seconds did you mention it. Um, first things first, we got a lot to get to. Yeah. Uh, you know, so many things are happening. We're going to talk about the pardoning name of Sheriff Joe Arpaio, a horrible decision by oh. Donald Trump. Uh, of course, this is a, um, a call to his base letting him know He's still racist. <laughs> Don't worry about it. He's still a bigot. We're also going to talk about the transgender ban that Donald Trump put forward regarding the military, uh, General Mattis. Who knew the man who looked like Grandpa from Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> would be the voice of reason and the sympathetic figure within the White House? General Mattis, mad dog. And the himself, warrior monk. The warrior monk. The mad dog himself uh, has uh, put forward a, uh, a halt when it comes to the transgender ban within the military. We're going to get into some details on that. That. Also, the 1033 program, of course, the program that the Clintons put in place in the mid-90s during their tough-on-crime, tough on, tough on drug stance, um, is back in place after Obama rescinded it uh, because of the results of Ferguson. Mm. Uh, the horrific events that happened, of course, in Ferguson, Missouri. The 1033 program is back and more brutal than ever. And we'll also touch on North Korea um, and uh, regarding their missile tests and what's happening uh, overseas. A lot of tensions. It's still very high. Very hostile, uh, what's happening uh, between the United States and the North Koreans. But let's start with Texas. Uh, Obviously, a massive category. I believe it got to four. Category four, Storm Hurricane Harvey, devastating Texas. Uh, Houston got hit extremely hard. And uh, our hearts are with the people of Texas. If you're out there, uh, we're thinking about you. And uh, I got to say, you know with all the divisive politics happening all over the country, watching the people of Texas, everyday individuals turn into heroes, yeah. uh, is really remarkable. Everyone is helping each other out, except for Joel Osteen. <laughs> who, it took a little prodding for him to open up his church doors, mm-hmm. which by the way is a stadium. Yeah, it's it, not, it, When you think of a church, it's not a church, it is a stadium. It's where the Rockets used to play. Yes, yeah. exactly. And also, uh, Guns N' Roses performed there in 1992.
1: shit! Isn't that something? Uh, was that on the Guns N' Roses Metallica tour?
0: I have no idea. But either <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) way, between Joel Osteen and Guns N' Roses, there's a lot of groupies backstage. (laughs) I guarantee you that. So um, uh, the people of Texas, we could not be more proud of you. uh, Watching what's happening over there, Uh, 24 confirmed dead currently. That number is going to go up. uh, No doubt about that. Not just, you know, immediate deaths, but... You look at the footage from the nursing homes. You know, you just have elderly people sitting in sewage water. They got all those people out, by the way. They did, thank God. Uh, And, or whatever. Thank whoever you believe in. Yeah. Um, uh, But the infections and things like that are going to come, and there's going to be a lot of disease. There's going to be a lot of death uh, from Hurricane Harvey. It's absolutely devastating. Donald Trump did enjoy the size of his crowd. I mean, Uh, it's what he
1: led with.
0: It's what he led with.
1: Great crowd, great crowd. Big crowd. Didn't meet a single uh, survivor. He waved at people from afar. Did not shake a hand Did not give a single hug Did not do the bare minimum That every single president has done The man has
0: no empathy whatsoever It's all about him Well, it is about him, but I do have to give credit where credit is due. The head of FEMA uh, FEMA did act uh, quickly and swiftly, Uh, Governor Abbott. We disagree with Mr. Abbott on the vast majority of things, but the state of Texas, from a government uh, standpoint, handled this as well as possible. Mm -hmm. These situations are extremely difficult, and uh, they are constantly changing. They're fluid situations, literally and figuratively, and when they refused to evacuate the city in Houston, I thought that was a smart move, because you would have had six, to 10 million people on those highways and if you look at the footage of those highways throughout the storm it would have been a watery grave for a lot of individuals they're up to the exit signs the floodwaters are actually i mean it's what 41 inches of rain that they've had so far it's more than they usually get in a year yeah uh which is absolutely amazing and i want to say when we were in houston um you know we talked about this on the last stream on the left yesterday uh, I had a great opportunity. I what I do is I usually just Google where our venue is from the hotel, and I kind of walk around the city. And I went to a bar in Houston alone, as I'll do. Yeah, that's classic Kissel. <laughs> that's fun stuff. You know, that's a good time. It is fun stuff. And there was his. Uh, there was a uh, Hispanic family there. They were celebrating the graduation of uh, of the eldest daughter in the family. She graduated from high school or maybe university. And uh, the father came over to me and invited me over to spend the uh, you know some time with his family because he saw I was drinking alone. Not not knowing I'm from Wisconsin. And that's normal. (laughs) That is normal for Wisconsin. Uh, But it was such an unbelievably kind, nice uh, gesture. And that really is the personification of the people of Texas. They're so warm, so loving, uh, just really wonderful people. The shows in Dallas, Houston, and Austin were all incredible. And uh, so it's really nice to have that kind of perspective when it comes to Hurricane Harvey. Absolutely. And,
1: of course, like they're amazingly hardworking people. Want to give a shout-out to uh, Cousin Anthony over at uh, Pie Pizza. That's it. Hope everything. Uh, works out great with that guy because, you know, he was. That, that's a man who pulled himself up from the bootstraps and, and really. Yep worked his ass off uh, to have his own business and to make a hell of a business of it at that. So we hope everything's cool with him. We Mm -hmm. hope everything's cool with all of our uh, people out there in Houston, all of our fans. That's it. Even people who might hate us. We just, we want
0: Oh, I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We want to send the
1: best to everybody out in Houston. You guys are the fucking best and we hope everything works out okay.
0: I'll tell you one thing, you know, hate evaporates uh, during Hurricane Harvey. It doesn't matter. You saw people of all walks of life, uh, genders, race, uh, economic, uh, you you know uh, situations it didn't matter everyone was helping each other out uh, the best that they possibly could people coming from all over yeah uh, you know people coming from all different states as well with their motorboats oh we had the motorboats the... yeah dude motorboats uh, <laughs> motorboats <laughs> motor I feel like motorboats sounds like I'm, I'm like a time traveler from the 1910s <laughs> they got motorboats and uh but really remarkable
1: well we had a you know a we had a lot of people come in like... And, and that's the thing about Americans is when the gong gets tough, we help each other out. That's it. Uh, and when things are at their worst, Americans always stand up and we always help each other out mm-hmm. uh, with a few outliers here and there. But for the vast majority of Americans, we help each other out when shit gets really bad. And I think yep. that's a lesson that we can take from Hurricane Harvey, maybe something positive from this, mm-hmm. is that we don't have to wait until things get horrible to help out our neighbors. We that's don't have it. to wait until things are... The are Mm life-threatening before we finally talk to them and find out who they are as people. We can do that at any time. We can reach out to to our neighbors and help them out at any time. We can heal divisions here. We can really Mm -hmm. take positive lessons from Hurricane Harvey and hopefully apply (sighs) them to the rest of the country.
0: It is tough stuff, though, man. I got to say, you know... There's a lot I know there's a lot of survivor guilt out there as well. People on these boats. I heard some stories uh, just uh, you know on on social media and things like that where people were on boats that were full, they couldn't help out. everyone they wanted to help out. It's a stressful situation, and our hearts are with them uh, and again, uh, you know when it comes to Trump, uh, one of the big concerns is and was was and is does he have the people in place in order to deal with such a catastrophe it turns out that the head of fema uh did do a good job so let's give some credit where credit is due donald trump did meet with uh with governor abbott and he said that they're not going to congratulate each other quite yet
1: oh yeah uh, which is very bizarre he also what else did he say uh he's like harvey
0: it sounds like a nice name but, it's, but not, it's not it's not a nice <laughs> name. No, I know. And his tweets it's were like category whatever. I, it's amazing. What like, was with the thanks? I don't, I don't like, know. <laughs> I, like there was that one tweet. I gotta I, I gotta know. find that tweet yeah, because it, it is so. Bizarre. He is a bizarre guy. He does not understand, as Marcus said earlier, he does not have empathy uh, or doesn't project empathy. He doesn't really see these things as really as devastating as they are. This is going to uproot the people of Texas. We have a refugee crisis now uh, going forward. But again, I do believe people uh, throughout this country will open their doors, open their homes and open their hearts to the people of Texas. And what's
1: really awful is that a lot of those people in Houston, uh, Houston was the city that took the most turn. Hurricane Katrina refugees. Mm. So a lot of these people that are now evacuating Houston are... Doing it for the second time. There it is. Yeah. And the, uh, that Trump, by the way, is historic rainfall in yes. Houston and all over yeah. Texas. That historic's all in caps. Uh, floods are unprecedented and more rain coming. Spirit of the people is incredible. Thanks. I
0: don't get it. <laughs> I, I I don't know why that's what he tweeted. I don't get why he tweeted that. I guess he's
1: thanking the people. I, I guess I he's thanking know. them for their incredible spirit. I and, don't know. Uh, but I think he enjoys that this is happening on his watch. I, well, I, I, I think that he's happy it's
0: a bigger storm than Katrina. Yeah, I, I d- really do. I, I mean, re- I think there is something in him that was just like, of course, it's big. Yeah, it's tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tremendous storm. I always get the most tremendous storms.
1: What kind of storms did Obama get? He didn't get any tremendous storms. He got no, Sandy. He Cup, <laughs> Sandy, come on.
0: A- whatever a lot of people are blaming obama for his response to hurricane katrina on social media but that just shows the ignorance of people
1: yeah and uh, by the way obama went with george w bush or george h w bush and bill clinton
0: to visit hurricane katrina refugees in the houston astrodome either way uh you know, let's get let's not be too partisan when it comes to that. They're doing a fine job, doing as best as possible. It is interesting. Ted Cruz, of course, one of these people who wanted to deny funding for Katrina. No, that wasn't Sandy. Ted Cruz who wanted to. No, it yeah, was that it was, was te- for Sandy. It was Ted Cruz. He wanted to deny. But that Sandy. was for Sandy because yeah. Katrina, he wasn't in office yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, that is correct. So at this point, we have to uh, realize that federal funding for situations as catastrophic as a Hurricane Harvey—that's what our tax dollars go for. Yeah, they, that's yeah, what is. we want.
1: And there's no reason to politicize that right there no, because there was, there, no. there was that idiot that posted something like, oh, you know, it's wonderful that a red state got the full wrath <sighs> of the storm God. and I wanted to punch
0: that motherfucker. I know. In the goddamn face. So everyone just wants their hot takes to get their likes and their, you know, to try to get up to 980 followers on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Um, Whatever. So people of Texas, we're with you. Let's move on to uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaio. This happened on Friday of last week, the pardoning of Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Why was he in trouble in the first place, you might ask? What happened was the Obama administration and and a judge, and I'm forgetting her name now. It really doesn't really matter that much. uh, They told him to stop racially profiling. Latinos. And he refused to do that. So for 18 more months, they continue to just pull over Latinos on suspicion of being an illegal, uh, undocumented person in America. On suspicion, with no other reason. They can yes. have full license plate tags. Everything is fine on their car. They're not speeding. You can be pulled over with, uh, with uh, the suspicion of being an undocumented individual in this country. And I guarantee you, as I've said before, they're not pulling over Swedish families. Absolutely not. And that is a violation yes. of constitutional rights. To Absolute that. violation. Uh, the Fourth Amendment... I mean, a series of other uh, constitutional uh, provisions that are put in place in order to protect the people uh, of this country. Uh, So he continued on for 18 more months, preying on individuals uh, in Phoenix, in Maricopa County specifically, and the federal judge uh, held him in, uh, the judge rather, uh, held him in contempt. He was possibly looking at six months in jail. Uh, Sheriff Joe has been a uh, supporter of Donald Trump for over two years. Uh, He's one of few people that Donald Trump has looked at and leaned on um, when it comes to uh, individuals from the political establishment that have that have been around for a long time to sort of legitimize Donald Trump as a presidential candidate, mm. Sheriff Joe Arpaio did that, and there is no denying that he does have some support within some communities in places uh, of Arizona. Of course, of course, John McCain is not a proponent, uh, not a supporter of him. Senator Jeff Flake is not a supporter. There are some rumors that Sheriff Joe Arpaio is looking to run against Senator Jeff Flake, but I listened to the audio. The reporter. just asked him what's next and he said uh and then the reporter asked him would you run against senator jeff flake and he's like anything's possible i might get back into politics Mm -hmm. but he's not he's 85 years old he's done he is he's doa he is uh officially over as a political um actor in 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 uh, in any real life sense um tent city is gone Uh, You know, the 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 legacy of Sheriff Joe Arpaio is almost wiped away. Almost not quite because he has to die still. Yeah. Um, But uh, when it comes to that, so that's why he that's why uh, he was in trouble in the first place, because he refused to stop uh, targeting the Latino community with. Massive sweeps. I mean, we're talking some. I don't like to be hyperbolic here, but this is uh, Gestapo stuff. Yeah. Massive sweeps. They would get people at their most vulnerable. Really, the Latino community in that area felt preyed upon. I mean, this is Elian Gonzalez happening three times a week. Oh, more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do, I mean, uh, there was 178 people that they used in this lawsuit against him that were detained wrongfully, and they're spending a total violation of their Sixth Amendment. Many of them, six, eight, nine a year year uh, of their lives are spent in Tent City, Mm -hmm. which by the way, Sheriff Joe Arpaio called a concentration camp with glee. Proudly called it a concentration camp. Proudly called it a concentration camp. Sheriff Joe Arpaio also uh, did a ridiculous thing. He truly is uh, I believe it's Robert De Niro's character from Machete. Mm -hmm. He truly is that man. Yeah, it's based on him. He uh, faked a assassination attempt. Did you know this story, Marcus? No. Sheriff Joe Arpaio faked an assassination attempt and framed somebody who is in jail for four years and ended up getting a $1.1 million settlement. Jesus. That is a true story of Sheriff Joe Arpaio. So when you when you hear people argue, oh, he's just trying to um, live up to federal law. He's just enacting federal law. No, 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 no. It is so much bigger than that. Yeah. This guy's ego is huge. He really saw himself as uh, more than a sheriff. He was the god of Maricopa County, and he wanted to create a narrative uh, that made him look like the biggest victim and also the largest hero to those people. And some people bought it hook, line, and sinker. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, smarter people realize that he's a total fraud, not a sheriff, not upholding the law, but as a matter of fact, a uh, person who is against law and order. He is, the, he is uh, the definition of being against law and order because of the things that he did. And this is something that I want to talk about on this show here. Alex Jones and the people like Alex Jones, far right-wing Mark Levin, uh, Sean Hannity, these right-wing talk show hosts that talk about, specifically Alex Jones, that talk about the prison planet, Alex Jones had Sheriff Joe Arpaio on his show, and Alex Jones acted like a giddy frickin' high school girl in 1996 meeting Justin Timberlake. (laughs) He could not have been more happy to have Sheriff Joe Arpaio on his show. Sheriff Joe Arpaio, Jeff Sessions, they are the prison planet and they are lying to you. Every one of those right-wing talk show hosts are lying to you when they talk to you about being against the prison planet when they support candidates who are the definition and the creators of it.
1: Well, I think with them, the prison planet is fine just so long as it's not directed towards white people. Sure. You know, just so long as because Sheriff Joe Arpaio I mean he is a sociopath I I really think that Sheriff Joe Arpaio's real thing is that he was in Arizona he was already in a position of power he's one of those people that becomes a cop because they like the power they don't give a fuck about their community that's it they don't give a fuck about anything else all they care about is the power Sheriff Joe Arpaio saw a segment of the population that was underpowered that had no way of fighting back and he took them down as hard as he possibly could absolutely he became his own litter Little Goebbels He became his own Little Hitler Where he could do He could have as much Power as he wanted I don't He doesn't give a fuck About anybody
0: But his own little Corner of sociopath And I gotta say Goebbels is too cute Of a word (laughs) Uh, Because it makes me Think of like hamsters Well it's actually But but I understand What you're saying
1: Well it's But I mean The actual pronunciation Is even cuter Goebbels That is cute It sounds like a
0: baby food (laughs) But he's like the worst person ever He's awful Yeah Gurbles Gurbles Oh man (laughs) It sounds like something really fun to say With a bunch of gum in your mouth (laughs) I'm (laughs) Gurbles Like when you're playing What's the name of that stupid ass game Chubby Chubby Bunny Chubby Bunny (laughs) (laughs) Just try to say it. So Arpaio is the prison planet. Those people are lying to you. Don't listen to them. Uh, Also, when it comes to uh, the extension of Sheriff Joe Arpaio, Jeff Sessions, Donald Trump, the militarization of police, the 1033 program, as we mentioned earlier on in the show, is back in effect. Uh, This is a program that was scrapped by the Obama administration following the events of Ferguson, which for those that don't remember – the police, and of course, these protesters are horrible as well. Let's not, uh, you know, let's not um, pretend like there weren't violence uh, coming uh, directed at the place. Mm-hmm. And I want to clarify this as well. We have a nation of two hundred and seventy uh, to three hundred and ten million guns. We have a militarized society. I understand that the police uh, do have a difficult job, and they don't know if they're busting down a door of someone who is armed to the teeth or if they're busting down the door of someone who has you know, a butter knife. They Mm -hmm. don't know, and I do understand that perspective of it. Nonetheless, the 1033 program, going back to what I was talking about with Alex Jones, again, is the implement that is used – by the police state in order to maintain their control and maintain their power. Easily. And easily. And there's over a half a billion dollars has currently been sold worth of goods to local police precincts. My hometown of Stevens Point, Wisconsin, as I've said before, has a tank. There is no reason for Stevens Point, Wisconsin to have a tank. There's no reason for the vast majority of these municipalities to have uh grenade launchers, to have M sixteens. This is not ground zero. There no I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Plover, Wisconsin, but you're not the <laughs> next 9-11 it's not happening no, absolutely not and, and these people it's
1: all about fear this 1033 fear. P- program it's all about fear it's all about
0: intimidation these guys they do not need tanks the civilians don't have tanks the civilians they don't d- have tanks and at the end of the day the civilians don't want to wa- look out their window and see a tank rolling down their streets. First of all, I mean, honestly, on a uh, just on a very base level, it ruins the roads. And I'm not even like, it <laughs> yeah. seriously yeah. does destroy tank infrastructure. tank are not good on asphalt. No, they're not good at all. Uh, Secondly, it just provides horrible optics when it comes down to what we're trying to get in this country, which is community policing. Mm -hmm. Community policing is the massive uh, reform that needs to be done, which is completely being – we're going so far backwards when it comes to addressing the issues of policing in this country mm. under the Trump administration, it's horrific uh, what's going on with the base, it just the law and order, the same stupid frickin' sentence Trump says over and over again, even regarding the heroin epidemic, which we saw on full display in Vancouver. Uh, my goodness, I've never seen anything a, like it.
1: It's even, you know, it's a different country, but that type of shit still happens. I was talking to uh, yeah. Travis, you know, our producer here that of helps course. out with a lot of stuff, and uh, when I was describing it to him, he said that sounds exactly like downtown Anchorage Alaska Mm -hmm. you know that shit exists in America too Vancouver Vancouver is supposed to be the worst uh, in North America possibly the world Uh, but that shit exists you know when you really see what heroin does to people firsthand, like we did blocks and Mm -hmm. blocks and blocks of people that are shooting up on the streets walls covered in blood shooting blood out of the syringes Uh, guys doing contorting around uncontrollably there was one guy that was taking a metal rod and just smashing it on the ground over yep. and over again in some sort of horrific uh, play out of some sort of violent action in Gross. his head. Who knows what the hell was going yep. on. It was terrifying to see and that's happening all over this country.
0: All over this country that is occurring. Uh, the idea of law and order, the idea of imprisoning uh, people in this country, specifically, when it comes to heroin, is not the answer. We need to have a middle ground. We need to have a, a, a common sense reform. I'm not talking about giving away free heroin and needles because that is obviously not the answer. No. Uh, judging from what we saw in Vancouver, however, locking people up is also not the answer because drug addiction is a mental uh, issue just as much as it is a physical issue, open and it has to be the, a, open back up the uh, the the mental institutions, hospitals. We need
1: it totally. We need mental health hops hospitals
0: if you want a great documentary that really gets in depth about the opioid crisis uh, when it comes to oxycontin leading to heroin and vice versa warning this drug may kill you i watched it on a plane warning this drug may kill you it's one of the most powerful documentaries i have seen on the issue it starts you just see a lot of dead bodies and you really see this uh the um The effects of what's happening all over this country uh, when it comes to opioids. So check that out. I cried again on a plane. Yeah, you cry a lot on planes. I love crying on planes (laughs) because when you're 6,000 feet in there, how how high do they go up? 30,000 feet? 30,000, yeah. Then no one sees your tears. (laughs) No one sees your tears when you're 30,000 feet high. Uh, So the militarization of police that's coming back into full effect will do nothing positive when it comes to dealing with that massive epidemic. One of the issues that, again, Donald Trump talked about on the campaign trail while no one else was talking about it, and he did give people hope. That's Trump country. Mm -hmm. What's happening right now with Oxy, what's happening right now with heroin is happening in Trump country. And the idea of putting back into place this 1033 program is just absolutely going to devastate those areas and do nothing to benefit the people, many of them who voted for Donald Trump. It's going to do nothing to benefit them. And again, the Alex Joneses of the world, they have put someone in office who is doing exactly the thing that they so much railed against for years, got a lot of people's money. They're liars. They're con men. Look at the policies behind the politics. Look at the policies, uh, the people uh, that are putting these policies in place. And they are put in power by idiots like Alex Jones and far right wing ex- extremists who brand themselves as freedom loving Americans. Yeah. Let me look at the snake
1: here. Jeff Sessions is the one that pushed for putting the 1033 program. Absolutely. back into place. He was the one
0: that made the announcement for the 1033 program. And wonder jeff sessions donald trump not not the best of times for their little friendship no, not the best you of wonder times. if Don, if donald trump said okay jeff i'll give you the 1033 yep, program
1: i'll give you this because remember jeff sessions we say it over and over again because it must be if this this statement right here must enter the public discourse yep. is that jeff sessions has a lot of investments in yep. private prisons 12 percent of the nation's prisons and who goes to private prisons Undocumented people. Undocumented people and drug users. That's it. Yeah, Undocumented people and drug users. Nonviolent drug... These are nonviolent offenders.
0: Because you have to remember, private prisons are federal. Yeah. And most people incarcerated are in state jails, state prisons. Private prisons are a whole other thing. So that's why the majority of undocumented people go there. Because theoretically, they know no state. They have no constitutional rights whatsoever. Yeah. And that's why the federal government is just able to put them there use them as slave labor. As the lawsuit, there's a lawsuit right now against uh, Geo Group and Core Civic, two of the biggest private prison companies. Again, as Marcus just said, that Jeff Sessions has a vested interest. They are in his economic portfolio.
1: Exactly. And not only yeah. that, not only uh, does he have interest in putting these people in jail, these private prisons also make a lot of the equipment Absolutely. that's going to be sold in the 1033 program. That's Don- it. Jeff Sessions is double dipping on this stuff. It all comes down to money. It all yep. comes
0: down to their own little world. They do not care about you that's it that's a great point marcus they make the military equipment congress refuses to cut the military budget which is 696 billion dollars let's get into the transgender ban here in a second 696 billion bucks a year for the military there is so such a huge surplus of military goods in this country the majority of the equipment given to the local police precincts may be used once Mm -hmm. maybe or just brand freaking new. Yeah. And if you go and you look at what the cops... Just Google YouTube uh, police um, conventions mm-hmm. and just see the new toys. It's crazy. They are like... Fat Batman's. They are they are so excited. They got smoke grenades. They got uh, different kinds of non-lethal. I'm using quotation marks when it comes to non-lethal projectile bullets. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's non-lethal theoretically. But of course, multiple people die on a regular basis uh, from you know being shot by these things, as we saw when Donald Trump not not regarding the death. There was no deaths. But when Donald Trump gave his speech in Phoenix, for example, John McCain was not there. Senator Jeff Flake was not there. This is where he sort of hinted at the idea that he was going to pardon sheriff Joe Arpaio mm-hmm. and of course again as we said uh the next uh, the following <laughs> couple of days i think 3 days later he did uh you saw the police full riot gear and you look at the people and again i am like what happened in berkeley with this antifa stuff i am so against violence i firmly believe if you got to cover your face when you're out in public you're doing something wrong um but if you look at the protesters versus the police there was a winner and there was a loser. Yeah. And you, you could pretty well figure out who was winning and who was losing. Because the cops were out there dressed like RoboCop, I- and the people were out there dressed like, you know, escalated hippies <laughs> well I think I actually think the militarization
1: of the police the optics of it I think that agitates people even totally. more totally because they actually feel because everyone suddenly feels like they're in a movie everybody yeah. is suddenly there are, are clear heroes and there are clear villains on both sides Yeah. the cops look over at uh, the Antifa and they see villains the Antifa mm-hmm. and the protesters look at the cops and they see villains as well because everybody looks like a villain but to themselves they all look
0: like heroes you mean they I love this shit. You make a great point about everyone feels like they're in a movie, and with modern technology, they are. With their Instagram videos, with their Instagram (laughs) videos and their Twitters, and, you know, I don't want to sound too old, but that's really what it is. They are living uh, their own reality shows, Mm -hmm. and I... When I was in college, you you went out to bars. You tried to get laid. You talked about being against the war Mm -hmm. to get laid. Yeah, you know, because that was the. (laughs) I mean, of course course we were against that.
1: We were, of course, against the war because we both went to uh, school uh, during the first years of the Iraq War and the Afghanistan War. I cannot believe that we are now both in our mid Mm thirties and we're talking about the beginning of uh, us being in college, which was well over ten years ago. Yeah, we're talking about these wars still going on. Today, but yeah, back then we did just sit in bars and we did talk about it with our friends and you know. But these days you
0: don't necessarily get that. Well, what's happening now? And you know, I don't want to get too caught up in the weeds with Antifa and neo Nazis and white nationalists and these people really do feed themselves. Yeah, Uh, I had a caller in um, who actually witnessed when uh, Heather Heyer was murdered by uh, by uh, James Fields via uh, the vehicle. And, uh, you know, they tracked the neo-Nazis, they were there, they understood the march was going to happen, uh, and those kinds of things. So they do, you know, they they coexist, and you do wonder if, uh, if you know, they kind of feed each other and create their own. You create whatever world you want to create, yeah. and uh, if that's the life you want to have— You know, I I just feel like the only biblical verse that I follow is violence begets violence, and it just seems to be happening all over the place. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to— Love is patient and love is kind, Ben. Is that right? (laughs) (laughs) But, like, if there's one set of footprints, who the hell is carrying me? (laughs) And let me down. Where were—no, it's where were you?
1: Where were you? Where were you? And that is when I carried you, my son. Get off! Get out (laughs) of here! Yeah, I can carry myself. I'm an American. I can carry myself, goddammit. Hang out
0: with me. Give me some advice, but goddammit, I can do it on my own. I see the people of Texas, what they're doing. We can carry ourselves, (laughs) for crying out loud. Um, But yes, so the militarization of police, back in full effect. And uh, it really is, again, I don't want to harp too much on this. Well, I don't think we can harp too much on it, but this is the definition of a police state. This is the definition of the prison planet. If you are listening to those right-wing maniacs uh, or even left-wing people, I don't I don't freaking know, um, they are all wrong when it comes to this. Uh, this is a horrible thing that Donald Trump has done, and this is something that he needs to be held accountable for and also uh, something that goes against The Bannon wing of the Republican Party. Yeah, you really cannot combine the police and the military and expect any good to come. Absolutely not. We've seen it throughout history. It is never good when the police are armed to the teeth. And I firmly believe um, that when when you put on an outfit, it does sort of change your mentality. It changes who you are. So if you're a cop and you're going out there and you got you know a little sidearm, sure, why not? You're a sheriff. You got your badge. You got your little top hat on. Okay. This might be a good outfit for, for community policing. You're an officer. You're putting a hard hat on. You got a flat jacket on. You got an M16. You got a grenade launcher. You got some uh, bizarre like noise, uh, you know, weapon, uh, you know, that you're that you can hit any time on your car. It's just going to change the way that you view the world.
1: You're a superhero. You're going out for war. You're
0: not going you're, out for a
1: conversation. You cannot have that's a, a casual conversation while holding an M16.
0: But you got to. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Every time I've ever seen someone holding an M16, I'm like, we're going to do this cordial. <laughs> um, without a doubt. But I, yes, I, I firmly believe it just changes the mindset. And, uh, and these police precincts are, are, you know, they just get it all wrong. Um, there are many, again, there are great police officers all over this country. And again, the society is a militarized society. But there is just no way that places like my hometown of Stevens Point, Wisconsin, Needs to have tanks, needs to have any of these things. Um, But let's go on with the military. Let's continue on to this. Uh, Donald Trump has uh, succumbed to what people on the right, which they're no longer saying, by the way, uh, would call the deep state. Mm-hmm. The deep state are Obama leftovers or just people who are career um, politicians and career military people. I haven't heard deep state in weeks. No, because the re- because <laughs> it's no longer because yeah, Donald not, Trump a, it's is not applicable listening to, to, at all. It's the deep state that uh-huh. Donald Trump is now listening to uh-huh. uh, when it comes to. Uh, increasing the troop load from 8,000 to 12,000 over in Afghanistan. This situation is very interesting because this is another break from the Bannon wing. Of course, I'm talking about Steve Bannon, uh, the CEO of Breitbart, Andrew Breitbart. The people that I know who knew him said that they would that he would absolutely hate where the website has gone. It's xenophobic. It's racist. It's downright stupid and. Um, Bannon is the one area where I would defend Trump. If I was forced to defend Trump, I would say, well, he hasn't gotten us into Foreign conflicts, other than dropping the Moab, the yep. mother of all bombs Jesus. in Afghanistan, which we watched with glee, like we were watching some sort of bizarre bukkake or something. <laughs> it was a, it was a national like you know gore fest that everyone w- we were clapping. And I hate that part of humanity as we watch people uh, suffer. And who knows how many actual terrorists were killed yeah. uh, when we dropped that bomb. And then of course the fifty nine missiles that were said uh, sent over mm-hmm. to the Syrian airstrip, which. Two days later, there were planes flying off yeah. uh, of that same airstrip. So, you again, you wonder what was the point of that, although I actually don't necessarily disagree with that when it comes to uh, using uh, the chemical weapons that Assad was using in Syria. Send a message, uh, okay, and there was small casualties. Yeah. Of course, you know, don't tell that to the parents of the people who died, but for all intents and purposes, uh, you know, I can rationalize what happened with the airstrip in Syria. Yeah. So we're adding 4,000 more troops over in Afghanistan. The only thing that I could say about Donald Trump was at least we're not going into foreign wars. right? Mm-hmm. At least we're trying uh, to uh, you know, scale back our intervention uh, in the Middle East. And now that is completely gone. And this is where you have a civil war to some degree when it comes to the Bannon wing of the Republican Party and Donald Trump. And it is not a coincidence that Bannon resigned— possibly was fired a bit of both Mm -hmm. um and as soon as that happened next thing you know we have four thousand more troops he's listening to hr mcmaster he's listening to general mattis he is now listening to the people who have been in office for a long time again what far right wing uh radio host once called the deep state which now they're not saying that anymore because their boy is following what the deep state again in quotations is telling him to do so now we have four thousand troops going over to afghanistan and you wonder for what what are we going to get as a nation Absolutely nothing. It is still a position that our troops are in over there where they have to lead from behind. Yeah. Where technically they're there to train uh, the soldiers in Afghanistan to fight al-Qaeda, to fight the Taliban. Of course, the Taliban... Is a large umbrella notion that harnesses and houses multiple different tribes. The Taliban is not like it, it, it's it's like um, the USA television network. It has <laughs> WWE, but then it also has a lot of Monk. Yeah, you know, like it has it just it has it is a television network with a lot of different shows. Well, I mean, it's and more that's like what the, the Taliban is.
1: It's more like uh, you could easily compare it to uh, the white supremacist movement in America. You've got the neo Nazis. You've got the
0: KKK. You got the alt right. You've got the alt right. You've got the, all of these people that, you know, us. Ostensibly- well, actually, I would equate it to the alt-right... Yeah, because the alt right has the neo Nazis, the white nationalists, the you right. know the the separatists, the isolationists. But yeah.
1: yes, ostensibly they have the same sort of ideas, but they still sit, keep keep separately from each other. They still right. identify
0: as different groups, even though they're all pretty much the same. Push comes to shove, if they're all at a Ponderosa, yeah. they're going <laughs> to sit within a about a three booth proximity. Right, right. You know, they, yeah. they'll find each other. Yeah, they will. when yeah. need be. So. The main thing that the troops, uh, from my understanding anyway, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you're in the military listening, um, is that they want to actually, if you want to win this war, which, what is winning? What what does that look like? It is such an abstract idea. And, you know, anyway, they want to actually be able to go in and do their jobs. Mm. Regardless that we have the 4,000 troops over there, they still have to... They're in a training mode. They are training these people. And when we talk about the Afghanistan army, the Afghani army... These are basically people we're paying. Yeah. And as soon as the tribe comes in with a higher price or more cash, they're going to go to them. Yeah. There is no loyalty to the United States. And honestly, why the heck would there be? You know, If you look at the people we've put in power, it's not like the people of Afghanistan are really thriving. Yeah. It, nothing is going great after 16 years. I mean, this war is two years away from voting and three, uh, five years away from being able to drink. Yeah. I mean, this war is so long. We officially now have people fighting in Afghanistan or will in two years have people fighting in Afghanistan who weren't alive during 9-11. Yeah. I mean, it is crazy. So he's not I mean, actually addressing the problem. He is just simply adding 4,000 more troops. But if you really want to address the problem, give him at least a chance to lead.
1: I mean, I remember uh, seeing a tweet in the last few days of uh, a counselor, a PTSD counselor, that said he started his career uh, counseling Afghani
0: war vets, and now he's almost 40, and he's still counseling Afghani war vets. It's unbelievable. And these people come back, and we talk about it and it all ties into the same stuff. They got PTSD, they're injured, they get addicted to Oxy. Next thing you know, this is why the 70s and 80s, we kind of mocked Vietnam veterans for a long time. You see a homeless person, Vietnam vet on the side, you just sort of see it as just normal. Yeah. And it's not normal and it shouldn't be happening and that's exactly what's going to continue to occur as long as the U.S. Uh, you know continues with our foreign intervention. The only thing that Donald Trump was Steadfast on it took him seven months to succumb yeah. uh, when it comes to uh, listening to the military minds and sending the 4,000 troops over there. Lindsey Graham was very happy. If Lindsey Graham is too happy, I mean, it's a good day for his <laughs> pool boy, but it is a bad day. It's a bad day for America. Um, you know, so that wing of the Republican Party is happy. So he's trying to keep this, he's trying to cobble together this very bizarre coalition. And uh, I, I just I, – I can't stress it enough. If you really want to go over there and so-called win this war in Afghanistan, you can't just send 4,000 uh, people. If you, you got to change the policy, and that policy would be putting them in a position of leadership. And every time we fight a war overseas, it's an away game. Yeah. You know, there is no – and I disagreed with Barack Obama when he gave an end date. That's ridiculous because they just wait you out. But these people, it's like that's their home. They're yeah. not going anywhere. Yeah. So there is no uh, incentive for them to stop fighting. They will always fight. And it's a guaranteed – at some point, our troops are going to come home. Yeah. Uh, so it's a guaranteed net loss. So, I, you know, that's ridiculous. And then we also have the situation, obviously, with the uh, with the transgender ban which general mattis has put a halt to for now they're going to do some research i want to stress again 696 billion dollar budget for the united states military it costs anywhere from 8 uh, from 2.6 to 8.4 million dollars uh, to uh, to give these people gender reassignment surgery if they want it. If they want it. And only 30% of the military, uh, first of all, it's 1% that are transgender, and only 30% of that 1% want the surgery. And not only do they want it, it has to be approved. Right. Like, it's not something,
1: that it's not a constitutional right that they have to get, they that they must be given gender reassignment surgery. That is up right. to the uh, approval of who, whichever doctor examines them and, and talks to them. And it's got, how much is it going to cost to complete. Completely root out all of those. People. Oh my god! I mean, it's. I think that's what Mattis. I think that's what he's saying. Totally. Mattis like was going and is looking to see how much it costs. And I think I'd. I'd like to look up the number because I know the argument that Donald Trump made was it. It was all about cost. It was not all about, about discrimination. Money. It's all about money. Ugh. But I would let me check and see how much it would cost.
0: I mean, literally, it is. It, it's almost comical, but it is. we spend a lot more money on Viagra and Cialis uh, than we do on gender reassignment surgery. And this idea that all of our people who are servicemen and women uh, are in combat positions is also a total farce. Uh, I don't want to say it's the majority, but many, uh, many, many of our uh, military, by the way, of course, a voluntary military, less than 1% of Americans volunteer to go over there. Uh, most of them, I will say most of them, because I think that's accurate, are not in combat positions. They're in they're in intelligence. They are you know fighting the drone war, which is out of Nevada. You literally like it has nothing to do with being in the trenches and you know or being in uh, the barracks with these people. I also have a lot more respect for the people who serve in our military. I have a lot. I have a trust that they would understand what to do in situations. Yeah, you know, and I don't think that it's that big of a deal. It's so politicized. It's such BS. And Donald Trump is just so desperate to keep together this bigoted base that he is uh, that he has harnessed, grown, and allowed to flourish in this country. Uh, that that's why he comes up with these policies. Yeah. you wonder. You know, with the, with the pardon of Arpaio, with the banning of transgender people, obviously again uh, halted by Mattis. You wonder if he is just letting that base. No. A couple of weeks ago, he had to denounce neo-Nazis. He had to denounce white nationalists. He had to denounce the alt-right. But he's letting them know he's still with them. Yeah, he's giving a wink and a nod. And by the
1: way, uh, banning um, service members, transgender service members, and uh, replacing them would cost $960 million. That's how much it would cost. And Donald Trump is coming out and saying that this is all about cost. This is not about cost. This is about sticking a thorn in the eye of People that support transgender rights. This it's is all a, about state. It's all about putting a
0: stick in the eye of yep. the left. That's it. That's and all th- it is. His, this, distra- his detractors. It really is just another disappointment. And I know maybe I'm ignorant. I, I, maybe I am ignorant. I don't know. But he was the candidate, the Republican Party, when he talked about when he gave his address, when he won the Republican nomination, talking about the LGBT. He added the Q. He's mm-hmm. he is aware. He is aware of these people. Yeah. He he grew up in New York. Like, you know, you don't grow up in New York and not have uh, gay friends or parents with gay children, parents with trans children. You know these people. And that's what makes it so much harsher. Uh, You know, you got a guy who is sitting at 33 percent approval ratings. Arpaio, by the way, is at uh, 38 percent approval ratings before he was ousted as Maricopa County sheriff. Uh, He's 33 percent approval rating. He is just so desperate. Mm-hmm. To hold on to that, that he's willing to throw massive amounts of people, niche communities, small communities under the bus. And as Marcus has said on a regular basis on this show, uh, it just it normalizes bigotry. Yeah, well, and that's the problem. It's the transgender person who is in Iowa. In some town of like three hundred, that his life is that that life is miserable, and making fun of and mocking that person is now normalized because the president has said it 's okay absolutely the, what he's doing is he is making these people seem like less than human the, he's ma- he 's just
1: making them seem less than, and when you publicly when the president publicly says that a person a certain type of person, a certain type of American is less than mm-hmm. then that gives everybody who already thought that who already has that th- has that thought rumbling around in their brain that gives yep. them license to verbalize that that gives them license totally. to take action and it's that's humbling. why he is awful that's why he should not be president that is why he should never have been president and by the way this whole thing of the cost you know him saying that yeah. you know keeping the transgender out of the military is a cost issue and when in fact it would actually cost 960 million dollars more than 10 times as much as it would cost to keep them in the military that's what you get when you have someone who doesn't know what they're doing that's what you get when you have somebody who does not ask who does not listen to advisors before making decisions who thinks that he has all the answers that's what you get when you have a businessman
0: try to run government well i think i mean you know just this specific businessman and again i don't want to i don't want to rehash 2016 i mean Hillary Clinton did this country no frickin' favors. I'll tell you that. No. Uh, her audio book, by the way, it, or I, the i have heard audio from her book. I mean, it's. She did this country no favors. Uh, but let's not ridiculous. let's not pretend like she
1: was. Uh, the, you cannot say you can't be on the. She would be just as bad, if not worse. Train.
0: Well, I don't know if she would be worse. I, she I, I'm is. Not a, sure. Oh come on, dude! You cannot no, we, we, say. I she think, think that we would just be just as bad. You no, know, it, it's all horrible. They're horrible. They're, They're we horrible, have horrible leaders. We have a country of 320 million people, and we can't get two. To I, run for office that are good. I know, but... It is unbelievable. You can't say she'd be just as bad. They're all horrible people. Yes, they are, but... Um, so, that's where that's where we're at right now um, regarding uh, the past couple of weeks. It's very interesting. I don't want to be all doom and gloom here. Um, we weren't all
1: doom and gloom.
0: We're good. The people of Houston are helping each other out. That, that, that is a positive message, and
1: that's a positive thing uh, to take from America this week. I think we, uh, yep, a, lot of times, true. we a lot of times, uh, especially in these current times, only focus on the negative of America. And I think that's on both sides, yep. uh, that we only well, focus on the negative. So there are positive
0: things to focus on in America this week. So remember that. It is this culture of, you know, but they did it. So it's okay if we did it. That was the thing with the Arpaio Arpaio, part. And a lot of people... Um, you know, on the right, we're like, look at who Obama pardoned. And Obama pardoned, they appointed Chelsea Manning. Chelsea Manning served seven years. Uh, and uh, uh, Lopez, the uh, the leader, not the leader, but one of the founders of uh, FALN, a Puerto Rican. Uh, it was a terror group. He served 35 years. Arpaio saw no time whatsoever. He did not. Obama did not pardon those people. They, he he commuted, commuted their sentence. Their, he commuted yes. their sentence. And there's
1: a huge difference between there those is. two things. Pardoning is saying that that person committed no wrong. That's saying right. Saying that that person... Is is innocent. Right. Uh, a commutation means that they've served. It's pretty much saying time served.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's so it. It's a huge difference. And, of course, we also have North Korea, which we don't really have time to get into, but it's uh, interesting what's happening over there. Um, obviously, the uh, the tensions continue to rise, and Sebastian Gorka, who is now out of the White House, uh, is talking about... Uh, probably things he shouldn't be talking about regarding the u.s uh, cyber war against the north koreans and how we're sort of messing with their missiles and that's why their uh, launch rates are so horrible when it comes to their success um so that's basically it for the week we got our bio, we got the transgender being we got the military <laughs> militarized police uh hurricane harvey our people are with you our hearts are with the people of texas um, so yes, we'll keep you updated on everything here. Uh, don't listen to these, uh, far right wing lunatics when it comes to the prison planet because they've lost all credibility because they put someone in office who is a proponent of the prison planet and, uh, who is putting people in power who are going to continue to, um, uh, haunt our neighborhoods. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening find Marcus parks on Twitter. I'm at Ben Kissel on Twitter. Marcus parks is Marcus parks for everything. I'm Ben Kissel one on Instagram. Uh, that's about it, huh? That's it. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.
1: For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com.
0: Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Hey, it's me, your barista. You know how you come in almost every day for our cold foam coffee? Well, now there's an easy way to foam at home with new International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. And it's foaming delicious. New International Delight Cold
1: Foam Creamer. Now in stores. It's foaming delicious.